Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David, directing you through the sometimes crazy world of, of being a kinship carer. Um, hopefully everyone is having a, a good week. I've had a lot of good response in regards to the last one uh, featuring the reader. Um, as always, if you if you, the easiest way of getting in touch with us is through the website, through Kinship Care, uh, through if you just type in Kinship Care Liverpool in Instagram, Twitter, um, you Facebook, you will find us. We're, we're, we're everywhere. If you do want anything particular talked about, anything um, that you want us to discuss or a topic, um, we can certainly have a look at that. We are going to be looking at some point in regards to things like online safety. Uh, and also, um, with obviously, um, at the moment, we're doing a course with the reader. A uh, number of us are doing a course in regards to shared reading and i'm going to go into that a little bit more um at that at that time once once that is all all finished um now if you are a kinship carer whatever level of kinship care yeah you are uh, and there are multiple ones uh one of the things that you may be aware of maybe it, it is it is a topic that comes up quite a lot especially in regards to uh, conversations in the coffee mornings things like that is the subject of contact. Now, if you are listening to this, if you are about to become a kinship carer, if you if you if you're thinking about doing it, one of the things that's never really brought up is what contact is, or sometimes what it isn't. Um, now, I'm not going to try and be all doom and gloom. I'm, I'm going to just talk about this on a, on a practical level. Uh, but it, it it is something that has to be. Uh, addressed which is of course that as you are a kinship carer you are the guardian or in some form or another of of these this child or children but a lot of the times they do do still require contact with the birth parents parent or parents um, and sometimes uh, siblings sometimes it's with relatives grandparents things like that um, which can be quite complicated um I'll, I'll use myself as an example obviously we're a kinship care uh, i'm a kinship care myself uh when this first came about we were doing a contact in a approved venue it was i think it was three hours a day for five days and this went on for multiple months now it doesn't seem like a lot it seems like well you know you're getting three hours to to, to go and do whatever it is um but when you consider that's three hours of your day, five days a week, you you don't really have. It was always, it, it was always a not a very um, not a very good time. I think it was like ten o'clock till one or something of that nature. But um, if you if you are doing contact, well, however it is, the first thing that we do need to address is the word contact. Now, there has been a lot of talk about whether that is the right word to use now a lot of people say we should call it special time we should call it uh, time with parents whatever it would be contact is is a clinical term it's it's what's generally put in a lot of the paperwork uh, once you have your sg your, your special guardian support or whatever um, deal uh, or agreement you have uh, it will generally be called contact uh, and this will be set out either through yourselves or through uh, legal proceedings uh, that they are allowed 
such an amount of time each week or month or however it would be. Um, the one thing that we would, I would say from first, first you know, thing is, and I kind of, it's one of those, I wish someone had told us this at the time, is that if you think that contact is too much, make the social workers aware of it. And the reason being is that the last thing that they want is for any uh, placement to ever break down. Uh, so if you feel that five days in a row, two, you know, two times a week, whatever it would be, if you think that this is too much, make them aware of it and make them aware of the impact that it's having, that it could possibly lead to the breakdown of the placement, which is something that they don't want. They want some sort of level of security and stability for the child. Um, as I say, we were doing it five times a week. I wish on day one someone had told us this and we'd have said maybe you know, every other day, two or three times a week, whatever it would be, we were still trying to be fair to the, the parent or parents. So it it is that thing. The other thing we would say is don't fear being selfish. And again, it leads back to the place and being uh, failing. Um, a lot of the times we we heard stories of placements failing because of that that pressure of having to deal with the the parents, having to deal with the people that they have to have co- contact or special time with. Um, now, if you are someone who can do that if you have a good relationship with them that's that's fine um you you give them whatever it is that you think that they deserve um but please be aware that you are the one in control of that it, unless it is court demanded um you you still have to follow their guidelines but if you if you don't uh if, if you if you have a say over how much it can be use that 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 power that 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 desire to whatever it would be it has to be what is comfortable for you and essentially it has to be what is right for the child itself if you are taking them out and they don't enjoy it in any way then you need to consider whether this is the right thing for them which brings us to a few of the the pitfalls that we come into in regards to the contact which of course are things like the parent not showing up now what we would always say is that there needs to be some kind of communication between yourself and whoever the contact is with the parent, whatever it would be. If they don't attend, you know, you need to make people like the social workers, whoever's involved with your, your, your case at the time, aware of this because of the trauma that it can lead to a child. If you tell a child, you know, you're going to go and see mum today and they don't turn up, that can lead to, meltdowns that you then have to deal with so and it's 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 like anything if someone doesn't turn up it's 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 quite distressing um the one thing that we we do need to make you aware of is if it is court mandated that they have x amount of contact a month or whatever it is if you do break that if you say well i'm not doing this anymore it may result in you having to go back to court and things like that the one thing we would always say is document everything and the reason we say that the more things you have written down in notebooks whatever it would be uh, that say person didn't turn up this is how they felt beforehand this is how they this is how they were after the more you can back up the reasons why if you don't think that this contact is 
is suitable or of any use to the child at all, uh, then you have the right to say that this is, you know, the way that you could argue it is you're the one who has to deal with the child for the other, what, 20 hours a day. You're the one who has to deal with them afterwards. You're the one who has to deal with the fact that the parent hasn't turned up or whatever it would be. Um, so you are the one who has to deal with that fallout. And if you have a child who has uh, other other um, other difficulties, this can become quite distressful and it can become quite challenging. And sometimes it, it can lead to that breakdown, which again is not something that they want. Because at the end of the day, if the placement breaks down, the only option is more or less to start again. And then they have to either find someone else for them or that that child goes into the system, which is something that we do always want to avoid. Now, obviously, depending on what uh, agreement you have with the parent or whoever it would be, uh, one of the things that would is that you do have to have some forms of agreement there in regards to what is expected by yourself and by the, the parents, whether it's just a case of if they're going for a longer period that they provide lunch or, or if you that that they travel to yourself. A lot of the stories that we hear uh, in kinship is about a kinship carer having to travel to somewhere else for that child. Um, one of the things that p- people don't don't grasp or any, or maybe they've never been told is a lot of times the contact is on the basis of the parent showing that they have commitment to the child. Now, if you are traveling, if you yourself are traveling two hours on a bus so that they can spend an hour with the child all it shows is that you are that you yourself are willing to do that uh, however if you if, if they're willing to travel two hours to come and see their child for an hour then that shows far more commitment on their part and also if they don't turn up um, you know, it is onus on them you know it's not you know obviously there are circumstances that may not allow that but we do always have to make you aware that it to some extent you are in control the, the agreement is something that really should be set in stone that it will be from this time to this time obviously transport p- permitting um that it should be something you'd let them know what they're going to be doing you don't want to, you don't want the, uh, to dress them up in lovely clothes and then find out they're going to go and they're going they're going to go to a farm and get all muddy and everything so uh, the communication is really important. Um, one of the things that really does help, and it helps in our case, is the use of WhatsApp. Now, if you don't use WhatsApp, um, I'm sure everyone uses WhatsApp these days, but if you don't use it, one of the real positives, one of the real benefits of WhatsApp is the fact that you can monitor it in the sense of you can see that they've read it, you can see that they've received it, you can see if they've if what they've done when they were last online you can see if they've ignored it or things like that it's at that point that you can then use that as evidence as to why the contact shouldn't go ahead now if you get to that point where you think the contact is not uh, providing any any benefit for the child the first instance is you do need to speak to someone of a higher level whether it's ourselves if you want more advice or whether it's social workers and beyond the reason being is that if you just stop contact altogether, the parent can take you back to court. Even if it's just a case of them 
them taking you, you, you yourself back to court so that they can get this contact back and have it mandated at the end of the day especially if you've had like special guardian supporter which has specific rules and regulations and things you know they can argue that the court or the judge or whoever it is has mandated that this you league they are legally allowed to see this child for whatever it would be if you can then you know back up your case as to why they can't see it if they came and they were inebriated or if they came and the child was really distressed afterwards or the child came back and had bruises whatever it would be as long as you are documenting it you're making people aware of it um you at the end of the day you are the one in control and a lot of the times um one of the things that does happen with kinship cares we've done it ourselves is you give there's the old, old expression you give a uh, you give an inch and they take a mile and that's almost what what always happens you know you do want to try and keep that family together um sometimes you ha- you have to sit back and realize that it's not the right thing now over the weeks obviously we're going to be talking to some 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 other kinship uh, companies and also obviously kinship carers themselves just to get some more information some ideas some stories some um, thoughts about how they've dealt with certain things like contact um obviously th- this is not going to be an exhaust uh, you know exhausting um thing with contact obviously everyone does it differently everyone has their own methods some people have said it's a three strike rule um a lot of the times one of the things that they that people do say and it is a you know, you have to take a step back when you say things like this is about obviously if they take you to court it is them that's paying for it and it's whether they you know, a lot of a lot of parents and a lot of kinship carers say oh that parent is is too bone idle to do that or they, you know they wouldn't bother or anything like that now that may be the case but they who knows what might happen um so if you if you do have any um any questions any thoughts if you've had your own story in regards to contact please it'd be nice to hear how you've dealt with it if you've had problems if you've had a great experience with contact um but we do always make yeah we would always hear if you ever do want to discuss anything um even if it's just is this right because as i say a lot of the times you a lot of times kinship carers are sort of left in the dark which is kind of what what this podcast is for it's a sign to try and shine a light on the things that we don't know about um later on um i'm going to be doing uh things about in regards to benefits and what we're entitled to because a lot of people again we don't know what we're entitled to it's very gray area we're hoping that there is going to be some kind of change we're going to be adding a thing to the website in regards to find out what type of kinship carer you are because there are multiple kinds of kinship carers whether you've got an sgo whether it's just a, a temporary thing whether you are actually classed as a foster worker you know in regards to things like that it will depend on what kind of support and what kind of financial support you can get so it's it is always good to to, to know these things and uh, we're going to try and make this as succinct as possible um but in regards to the contact and things like that, it really is, um, it, it's important to, to keep those those connections together. It is, that's the whole point of the kinship care is that it is keeping it in the family and keeping those those connections there. However, if there is an ultimate breakdown 
of that between the parent and the, the child. At the end of the day, you are there to look after the child and, and not the parent. So a lot of the times in regards to being selfish is that you do have to almost like break a tie with that parent, um, which can be hard if it's a daughter, if it's a real close relative, whoever it would be, or, or son or whoever it would be. Um, but you have to understand that the person that you are looking after is the child. Um, so it's that it, they are your 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 hundred percent main responsibility there. So that's all for me in regards to that. As I say, if you have any comments, any thoughts, any other questions, please contact us in any way that you want. If this will be uploaded on Spotify, if you do put the subscribe button. If you do subscribe to it on Spotify, whenever a new episode turns up, it will inform you of that. So it's a lot quick and easier. Uh, but obviously we will be putting that on our Instagram, on our Twitter, on our Facebook. It'll be, every, you know, we put it everywhere. We try and get it out to as many people as possible. It has had quite a good response uh, with a lot of the people and hopefully uh, we can go further with that. So until next time, thank you for listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. Bye for now.